All right, guys. Here we go. Welcome again to Gimme 10. Appreciate you listening. Special shout out to Malcolm McLeod for coming last week. What a wonderful episode. He did so good. Very knowledgeable guy about all things hot dog. Really appreciate him coming. Um, he gave us a good list of places to try mm-hmm. in the Magic City if you have not. So thank you again to him. So we're going to do something a little bit different this week. Yes. I had an idea to do a show about origins of common phrases, mm-hmm. which is these are things that are part of our language, our everyday talk, that necessarily we might not know where they have come from. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be interesting if I got a collection of these phrases and we would kind of talk about where we thought they might have come from. Okay. So I've got some sheets here. I actually did show prep. He did. Amazingly. Shuffle them around so people can hear. Can you hear it? That's, That's legit. And there's writing there's on that paper, paper here. They're printed. It's I guess important. it could just be paper, but there's actual stuff there's, on there's there. There's ink on there, too. It's yeah. not just paper. So what, we're, what we'll do is I'll say what the phrase is, okay. and we can just kind of talk about where we would have thought it came from, and then I'll read where okay, it came I like from. Okay, I it. So yeah. the, the first one we got is bite the bullet. Oh, my goodness. Bite the bullet comes from, you know, uh, firing squads when they would, you know, it was the last end-all, be-all. And when somebody says you got to bite the bullet, you just got to take what's what's given to you. You got to do it. So a firing squad, you're going to get shot. You just got to bite the bullet and accept it that that's, that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> now, okay, now here's, here's my question. Boy, I, this, is a, this is a moment where I really wish we had cameras in studio. Yeah, I sound so, you, was so, you could have, so I could have let people see your face at the end of that beautiful, well-articulated commentary about biting the bullet. Now, does, is that something that you've heard, or is that just off the top of your no, head? I'm just like, making that up. Oh, I mean, you did great. That's what I would guess. I, would, I, I think that's very believable. What this list says, which was um, in, in battle times and war times, in, on the field, there was no time for the medics to administer anesthesia, so they would give you a bullet to bite down on just to, you know, to kind of bear through the pain. Gotcha. They so, couldn't find a stick or something out there like you see in everything. I else. mean, anything, yeah, or if, you know, a piece of leather. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You crack your darn teeth. Yeah. That would, oh, I don't like this. So now you've got like no leg and a cracked tooth. <laughs> yeah. All right. With my jaw strength, I would explode the bullet in my mouth. You would. Yeah. yeah you shoot the medic in the face, and then I have exceptional jaw strength. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so uh, blood is thicker than water. Well, that is true. Uh, blood. <laughs> that's just a fact. Yeah. That's not a phrase origin. That's just common Where sense. Where the heck would that come that's from? That's science. Where would that come from? Well, I mean, it's obviously people use it when they are trying to rationalize siding with their family and some kind of disagreement or argument or, you know, even though they're family they may not agree with what their family's position is on something they're going to be on their side mm-hmm. what this says is that in um in certain cultures blood rituals between men symbolize bonds that are greater than those of family and also bloodshed on the battlefield brings men together closer than they would be to their family oh, oh wait okay so in that can in that case blood doesn't mean family it means bloodshed on the battlefield yes wow so i never would have thought of that yeah interesting now again this is all coming from the interwebs so again as our um it's like you say yeah our, our favorite our favorite abraham lincoln quote don't believe everything you read on the internet <laughs> um so take this with a grain of salt all right so um break the ice i actually did know this one beforehand before really I read this. yeah um so geez I mean, of course, it's used now when you want to start a conversation, but I have absolutely no idea. I can't even make a guess. So in the days uh, of port cities that were in northern areas, they would actually 
before the bigger ships could go through, they would have to send a smaller ship through to break up break the ice, ice. So that, okay. to, to go through. So basically before, like you said, before you start a new friendship or a business relationship or something like that, you have to break the ice before so you, you can move forward. Small talk or small ships to get things yep. going. Yep. So this next one is one of my favorite ones that I did not know, but I love the thought of it. To butter someone up. Oh, boy. I, I actually know this one, too. This was uh, when kids would play hide and seek. They would get their parents to slather them in butter so they could squeeze into smaller places. That's actually what it says. That's what it says right here. Thank you. All right, on to the next one. No, it says an ancient Indian custom involved throwing balls of clarified butter at statues to gain favor. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love that. So when next time I go to church, a mistake I take a stick of Kerrygold Irish butter and <laughs> throw it up at the altar. There we go. Oh my! God. I don't think you'd last very long in there, but that's that's good. You might, that would just, I, I think that would just be a stinking mess. Oh man! Uh, super quick aside: in the Minneapolis State Fair, they crown a butter queen, and I, and they have an actual air conditioned tube where her bust spins around. That's made out of butter. Wow. They, somebody they carve a bust of the queen, of the queen out of butter. butter. <laughs> and then it's in a giant air-conditioned tube, and it just spins. So would you, if you wanted to gain her favor, would you just throw butter at the butter? Would you throw herself at her? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Goodness gracious. Savages. That. Okay, so uh, cat got your tongue. Cat got your tongue. Well, this was morbid. Uh, this is uh, in the olden days when, um, you know, uh, undertakers would have bodies they would keep cats around to uh, climb in and yank on uh, the deceased tongue to make sure they were actually dead. <laughs> no. Is that it? No. Um, it, the uh, when In the olden days when people were proven liars and blasphemers, they would cut their tongue out and feed it to a cat. So oh, if you are silent and cannot speak, they would ask if the cat got, got your, your tongue. tongue. Dude, so many of these are so morbid. I'm just they are, I mean, we're not even to the worst ones yet. It gets worse. <laughs> All, right. All right, so the whole nine yards. I need this one, too. I don't know. I, I have no idea. So in, in battle, fighter pilots got a nine-round length of ammunition. So if you really wanted to decimate something, you gave it the whole nine, the uh, whole nine yards. Oh, you shoot the whole nine you shoot yards. the whole nine yards of ammunition at the target. Okay. Um, so Once you, that was gone, your SOL? I would reckon so, unless you, you linked up another nine yards. Okay, you might have a gunner or something. Yeah, I mean, that, I think it's like rapid fire. I feel like you'd go through nine yards pretty fast. I don't know. It depends on the the rate of fire. And let me see if this says what era. I guess you go. Yeah, the World War II. Yeah. So you know, probably. Yeah, I mean, you probably would go through it pretty good. Yeah, but you know, if you're talking about like the type of a gun that's on a, you know, a artillery aircraft, it's yeah. probably pretty big. Oh yeah. If you gave something the whole nine yards, you probably probably wiped it off the map. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so kick the bucket. Speaking of morbid, kick the I bucket. I mean, this obviously is a phrase for when you pass or die. Um, but man, I can't even make up something for that. So in a in a slaughterhouse, they would put a bucket under the cow, and when they would lift it up to kill it, the, the legs would kick it and would knock the bucket over. <laughs> and kick the bucket. <laughs> that's horrible. Okay, so here's some that are not so bad. Let your hair down. Well, that's you, when you want to yeah. really get crazy. I mean, that's that's got to be from like you know. Um, 17th, 18th century when women would be all dolled up and they would obviously have to have their hair up in a super tight bun or something. And when they would relax, they'd let their hair down. That's ding, 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 ding. That, that is I right. Know that. All well right. done. That is perfectly it. So, more than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> this is hilarious. I've never actually thought about any of these. More than you can shake. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so, shepherds to corral their sheep would shake their shepherd staff at them 
And if they, if you had too many to where they wouldn't listen and they would go away, you had more sheep than you could shake a stick at. Oh my gosh. Yep. And that sticks around to today. Still many, sticks around to today. How many shepherds do you know? Um, not many. Just a couple. There's just a couple. Just that guy Steve lives across the street. <laughs> Him and his damn sheep out all the time. Yeah, they're blocking my truck last time I was here. <laughs> uh, so, no spring chicken. Oh, this is, uh, this is uh, you know, chickens when they're young, they have a little more spring in their step. <laughs> So they're able to run faster? Yeah, you know, there's bouncing chickens. The so, world famous bouncing know, chickens. People couldn't catch their dinner as quickly, so that right. was a spring chicken. Well, I got I got more pages. We have to do a separate episode uh-huh. on this one. These are good. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and find the one that I thought was really, What's really good. What's the actual answer to spring chicken, though? Oh, so, I'm sorry. So farmers would generally sell their chickens in the spring, and that's when they would bring the most money. So if a chicken actually survived through different seasons, they would try and sell the different season chickens as a spring chicken, but people that were wise and could kind of look at chicken behind the ears and lift the hood up and kind of see that oh, that chicken's got a bad fan belt and had to have the oil changed, they would say, that's no that's spring no chicken. chicken. Right on. So let's see, where's the one? Pleased as punch is the one I was looking for, and this is absolutely bizarre. I gotta see if, where it is. Okay, here we go. All right. So any idea, please just punch very quickly. We're, we've got 40 seconds Maybe left. because people would spike it and make them happy? No, good guess. There was a 17th century puppet show for children called Punch and Judy. I've heard of that. And the puppet Punch always killed people. <laughs> and killing people brought him great joy. So you would say, I am pleased as punch. Are you serious? That is, about that? again, that is what the interweb says. Oh my, that was way before Sesame Street. I'm, we're going to have to do a, a Phrase Origins Part 2 because I got tons more of these and we're almost out of time. So, um, hey, send them in and list them on Facebook. Yeah, tell us the tell us the phrase origins you want to hear about. Tell us the ones that you knew and didn't know today. We'd love to get feedback from you guys. So, hope you enjoyed this episode. A little something different. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye bye.